Hi, and welcome to the 108th episode of the Keen Minds podcast, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is season eight, episode two, Katerina Rostova, The Conclusion. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I am Tessa. And what an episode. So this was what the what the end of season seven would have been. All hail Lucas Greider. Yeah. <laughs> all hail. Well, it, was it all him or I, this was also was, the Johns? Uh, well, I'm sure they had a heavy hand on it, not in a negative way. I mean, I honestly, when I went to go look at the writer for this episode, I assumed it was the Johns. Just going mm-hmm. into it as heavily... As heavy in mythology. I thought it was a three. The Uh, Johns and Ryder. Not according to Wikipedia that I saw, unless I misread it. Um, So I think Lucas got credit on it. That doesn't mean the Johns weren't heavily involved in writing the episode. It just means that the majority of it's him. I usually trust the IMDb. For sure. I mean, I might be wrong, but I thought that I saw... The Johns and Lucas Ryder. So that means that if that's the case, that's the heavy guns. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's it was a- excellent. Whoever, whoever was responsible for this episode, hats off. Excellent episode. And I got to say, James and Lila just shot it out of the park. And Megan. That final scene of her chasing down the car and how, I mean, just raw emotion there she's come so far she really has i mean she was good in the pilot she was yeah. good when she started out she's come so far in the show and grown so much as an actress yep yep so wow what an episode and what a great end for one of the best villains in the show yeah, I mean, there there was various conversations I had with people on, on Tumblr and on a Discord channel I'm on that, you know, well, do you think she's going to die? Is it a good thing if she dies? What does that mean? You know, what are we going to find out, et cetera, et cetera. And it just launched the story. I mean, it's part of me is really tired of the Red versus Liz thing. It's kind of like back when it was always Red versus Tom, now it's always Red versus Liz. That's kind of exhausting, but at this point it's really come to a head because Liz wants answers. She's wanted answers since the pilot. He has been dangling answers in front of her, and I think uh, Blonde Cat said something to that extent last uh, last week, where she said, you know, you these answers, he's using these answers to manipulate you. Um, I believe it was her that said it. Uh, but that's that is what he's been doing. He's been reeling her in every time she looks like she might leave. Well, okay, but let me drop this tidbit. Take the pilot for example. She was done. She was gonna walk away. Well, what about you know? Then you'll never know what the the uh, secret your husband's keeping from you. And then she finds the box, and suddenly she's reeled back in. It's happened again and again and again through the series. And it's finally coming to that point that's turned into a spear that she's about to launch at his face. It's she wanted answers. He refuses to give them to her. Lawn Cat looked like she was giving them to her. But regardless, and Liz said it perfectly, said, it's not that I don't have questions. It's that 
uh, that oh, what, I don't remember the exact quote. It's that she's giving me yeah. answers, basically. Yeah. Well, what, that she could, she had answers. Maybe not that she was giving them. I didn't get the impression that she 100% trusted her on it. Just that they, she was a path to answers. Mm-hmm. She could get there through it, which is entirely accurate. Now, maybe not as many answers as she thought she was, because I I am more convinced than ever after this episode that Lila's cat is not Lottie's cat. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that should be that should be obvious to anybody. Um, I, I think that that um, it's uh, it's good to do some discarding like at this point you we have in Dom's reactions. Um, a very, very clear understanding that this Katerina, even though her name may be Katerina Rostova, is not Dom's daughter. Yeah. So now every theory that has that in, gotta go. Because and I that's just, obvious. I loved, because I've heard people say, oh, well, when we see Lottie as flashbacks for, for Lila's Katerina, we'll, we'll know that that's true, or if we, do, you know basically looking for that answer, that, mm-hmm. that solid answer. I yeah, but this was, was a hallucination. I thought this was absolutely fascinating. The way that they used Lottie as young cat, and somehow it actually made it clearer, because just as you said, we see the juxtapose between how he reacted to blonde cat versus how he reacted to Lottie's cat. And, and when he said, you girl. did, you stole it. What do you mean? Like, you you stole it. And Katarina's like, ah. <laughs> I will say it's interesting. I, I wonder if Blonde Cat thinks that, that Lottie's cat is dead. If she, if she, because she had no interest in going after her. Even hearing that she was the one that stole it, that she was convinced someone else must have had it. And so for some reason to her, Lottie's cat was not Dom's daughter was not a current player in the game. Either that or she cannot find her. Well, even if she can't find her, I don't think that really matters because that doesn't mean that she wouldn't have it. That would just mean she was next on the list of people to track down. I mean, she she was convinced that someone had it. And when Dom said, you're the one that stole it. She had no, like, oh, well, now I have to go track down the real Katarina, you know. Plus, they did something very interesting, too, which is when Katarina is talking to Red, she's recording things, you know, by calling Liz. So you know that what she's telling Red, you can't trust because it's all supposed to be this extra thing to uh, give to Liz. I don't think she expected Red to shoot her. No, I mean, I think she made it very clear that she was convinced that because Liz loves her mother, and what a comment. It definitely landed firmly in my not Katarina, you know, not not. It landed firmly to me in this woman is most definitely Liz's mother, biological mother, but not the woman who raised her. I disagree with that. Sorry, we're we're gonna be on opposite ends on that because I read that as ha. because because Liz loves her mother and she thinks I'm the mother, my manipulation has worked. That's the way it came across to me. But 
Red also said, um, when Liz says, is, you know, this woman is my mother, and, and Red said something like, no, she's, he, she's using that. Yeah. He didn't well, say he, he said that. She well, says she's no, using that. He hasn't denied that. that she's no, that that's accurate. But I, I so what you have is a riddle. Yeah. You know, it's not Katerina and it's not the woman that Red considers to be Liz's mother because he says he's not going to hurt Liz's mother and gave Cooper his word that he was not going to hurt Liz's mother. And at the same time, it seems like somehow this woman is also Liz's mother. So there is a way to solve that riddle. Liz See, had two mothers like she had two fathers. That's the thing. You and I disagree on that she is somehow Liz's mother. I think that she's been playing that role because that particular role, that particular skin that she's wearing of Liz's mother is, it's useful to her. Mm -hmm. Liz has this idealistic, and we've seen it over the course of multiple seasons. She has an idealistic view of her mother. We saw it when she sat there in that little fake apartment when Agnes was missing, having a nearly hallucinated conversation with uh, body's cat. Hmm? Well, well memory because she was wearing the same pajamas that that uh, Kate remembered her with. Yeah, I mean, but I think that at that point she had memories of her, but she was picturing her there in the room with her. It was it was a little bit and I think it She's was been going off the the deep end for a long time. I mean how can you blame her after everything she's been through? Most people would have folded way back there. Yeah. Well, mo most people, too, would have learned to ask questions. <laughs> a subject that apparently um, Rhett has not been able to teach Liz in all her education. Uh, maybe we should have started with, don't even think about thinking like a criminal. Just know how to interrogate one. Don't put words in their mouth. One question. At a time, a simple question with a yes or no. But he couldn't teach her that because then that would have put him at a disadvantage. He has been on this attempted balance between teaching her how to survive and also not giving himself away. Whatever the secret is, he's been protecting him, himself and his secret this whole time as well. So, I mean, he can't teach her things that would get her through those those cracks. That doesn't mean she shouldn't have learned it on her own. I think she should have, but that's neither here nor there because she didn't and hasn't yet. Hopefully, hopefully that comes before the end. Mm -hmm. So, um, wild question here. And before we start into all that with wrestler and the, but this is a wild, wild okay. one. Um, Oh boy, I just lost it. Um, do you think who you think has the Sikorkius guy? Because that answer by Dom was very cryptic. You have it and he has it. You both do. Um, I, I heard something really interesting. Um, I think it was her, her screen name is Moonstruck Swans, said something about, you know, what, what if it's Liz and Tom? Or the, you know, and, or what if it's Liz? Um, 
which is something Isn't I've toyed Jennifer. with. Yeah, that's a positive. Ah, no, I think I think Red would have paid more attention to Jennifer if that were the case. Um, but it could be interesting if Liz were the key um, to to getting she to it. She does remember weird things like what, like Kate told her when she was a baby, and um, the twenty steps to the beach. So she mm-hmm. tends to remember words. Yeah, and so. Maybe she's the key to getting to whatever this is, because I, I think it all boils down to, is this a physical file? Is it a set of, uh, of files on a computer? Coordinates. Like, it could be a clue to how to yeah. get to it. I've like, always thought that is is hidden in something that Liz will remember, a story, a bedtime story, a nursery have, rhyme. We have... Uh, back in season three, I think, she had her memories wiped. Uh, she had some sort of memory alteration mm-hmm. uh, through, um, what's his name? Um, Krilov. Krilov. Yeah, probably courtesy still, of Kate. Yeah, that we still don't know what that was no. or why. Uh, so we agree there. We think that, that Liz is somehow involved. And that makes sense of something that, that Dom and Red were talking about last episode. That, you know, we had gained her trust. Yeah. And I think the trust part is important because it seems to me, and, and that's always seemed to me the, to be the case, is that I, I see, I don't believe that Red came in with the intention of of not telling her things. I do believe that he went in firmly intended to tell Liz things. And the more he got to know her, the more that seemed a reckless idea. Maybe. Uh, I mean, we've discussed this point multiple times where... It gets it gets to that point in the situation where it's it's hard to know when to do it because there are moments where yeah maybe but then things happen like with Tom I think when he was standing over the hole in the floor with his box you know there yeah. he called and said was planning to go let's have a discussion about this but in, instead of you know I'm coming home right now let's talk it was oh yeah I know I missed the the sonogram. Just deal with it, you know. <laughs> it was like, okay, so something does come before the family. Meaning, if the job's coming before that, it's definitely coming before me, and this cannot come to surface. Yeah. Um. And you've mentioned that you have one or two spots that you think Red was going to tell Liz certain things that mm-hmm. stuff happened around it that wouldn't allow. She pick up a phone. Yeah. Uh, but I think that that Liz and and I've been you know I've been a staunch defender of Liz and I still am I love that character. But the more I look at things, the more I'm getting a feel that especially because this show have been going so much about choices and destiny, nature versus nurture, what is baked in and what we decide. That I'm thinking, and Red has gone now into this, you know, it's, it's destiny, and she really has no choice. I ha- I'm getting a feel that Red had wanted Liz to be different, to be kinder, in, and had 
I had to come to the realization that Liz was not a good person. And I think that that the more I look at, at, at Liz, I realize that it's true, too. She is not a good person. Liz is perfectly capable in chasing answers that she doesn't know what they are, materially doesn't change or alter anything. She now has basically put her being with her daughter is now basically not happening. Yeah, I, I saw the uh, because I, I'm in L.A. now, so I don't I can't really watch it live. Mm-hmm. And so I watched it this morning on on Amazon and went right before we jumped on the, uh, the recording to watch the preview uh, mm-hmm. to see the date and everything for when when we'd come back. And there was a line in there that she said, nothing else matters, you know, but going after you. Mm-hmm. And that that's exactly what I thought. Like, even because if Tom's alive, I don't think she knows he is. I don't think she's aware of that. Um, but no, Agnes doesn't matter. Her friends that, that was gonna be my family. Point. Well, I mean, and Russ made the comment yeah. in, in this episode, which We're I thought was fantastic. We're the only people who have ever had your back. Yeah, and it, it was a solid statement. I'm like, thank you, wrestler. <laughs> yeah. And they, they are her family, and she treats them like as expendable. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's a it's a disposable napkin. You know, I wipe my messes with you, and then it just goes out. It goes back to that emotional connection situation, and. It's, but I think the one that really gets me, I mean, like, it breaks my heart that she does that, the task force, because I I want her to be different there. It's not how she's written. It's not how the character is. That's, but what really breaks my heart is that Agnes, who she is, is supposed to be her world, that, that daughter she chose to keep. Agnes doesn't matter more than these answers. And I think that may be what it'll boil down to in the end. Is So, I mean, I'm hoping she gets answers, but I, I think it's, she'll have the to. The cost of it will be her soul. And, and that's what I, was, what I was thinking about that in the last two episodes. And, and as, as we go, and I, will be, I was being analyzing all these things with choices and DNA and the, it's just the more I think about it, the more I realize Liz was putting a very good show of being a good person, but she really wasn't. I mean, ever since the beginning, there was like this thing about, you know, oh, you kill Sam. But it wasn't really about Sam. It was about the answers that Sam wanted to give her. I mean, the only, the only um, real... Uh, sadness and desperation that I have seen in Liz is with Tom. But then, even then, after a, a while, it, it the the sadness didn't last, and it, then it became again about answers, again about herself. She's she's a total narcissistic. And she said that in the pilot when yep. she when she profiled herself, she's a narcissist. Yep. Um, and it's funny because she was telling that to Kirk, and she was in re- you know what dark thing happened to you were you abandoned what dark thing happened to you that you became like this and that's her so i i think that the more we go down this road i am beginning to have my doubts 
about how good Liz is. And I'm beginning to question whether that shooting was really an accident. There is something. It'd be tough for a four-year-old to make that decision. Unless you're a psychopath. But to understand the, because that's part of it. You have to understand the consequences of that. And at four years old, most kids do not understand death. I can't think of one four-year-old that I've ever known in my life that would understand death on that level to make that a choice of. Oh, I don't mean like a choice like an adult, but there was definitely, there's something that's been bothering me about that. And I can't put my finger on it. Um, is a way that, that, that I came out and she had that determination in her face. But right now, the way that she's casting aside Agnes in order to go yeah, for it's Red. for And it's not even about her mother. She didn't even have... It was all about her answers. And then it just... The more I think about that, too, I, I'm more and more convinced that Liz has a biological mother and a an adoptive mother. Dom's daughter adopted her. But I have a feeling that Liz, as a baby, was abandoned. I think that when we meet Liz as a baby in Requiem, that's the first time that she's been taking out of whatever she was born. I think that she was born in Moscow and put in one of those orphanages. And somehow she got smuggled out. And Liz is suffering from a very, very serious trauma. Product of abandonment. I mean, we've seen that trauma has done things to children through these through this show before. You have to wonder with everything Agnes went through, what she's going to develop over the years. Yeah. Um, something that just... Uh, yeah, my grandfather just led me to cross the sea uh, in a raft with a crazy guy who just <laughs> then handed me to somebody else. Oh, yeah, I felt so loved and so safe. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, the grandfather got it, or the... Would-be grandfather got up on the... Um, on oh, the roof, about to jump with me. Yay! If I can't have her, you can't either. <laughs> um, no, we were talking about Liz and if if Liz is a good person or if not. I, I don't have an answer for that necessarily. But I do think, and Red called him on it in this episode, that Wrestler has been looking at her through some rose-tinted glasses. Mm-hmm. It's I and this is something that was bothering me last week and it just kind of continued to hammer home this week that he keeps going well she wouldn't torture him she wouldn't torture Dom and okay maybe she wouldn't torture an eighty year old man I I okay maybe um but just in general she wouldn't torture him was wrestler not the one she called to help her when she was when she was taking Tom off the boat after torturing him for four months. Yeah. Everybody um, knows she had, like, everybody but Park. Park does not know that at this point. But everybody yeah. else knows that she held her then ex-husband on a yeah. boat after shooting him. Yeah. Well, didn't she also inject a, a doctor with the same virus? Didn't he? she threaten to inject Love with a bunch of drugs? Yep. Yeah. I mean, um, this is- didn't she ignore that, that her mother had uh, uh, killed two FBI agents whose only crime was being trying to protect her? Yeah, I quite. Yeah. 
It's, um, Liz is, she's cool with torture. I mean, and obviously nobody really knows about the, the whole, um. Oh, and let's not forget the guy, he was, uh, he had handcuffed to her car and running. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was fun. Actually, yeah, and the other one that was just throwing the money in the fire. That was a great interrogation. Yeah, and then she stew makered the guy. That was great. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, and, like, I, I'm that, not... That gleam of love that and, and fun that she had when she ran over the uh, the freelancer. <laughs> yeah, and then and... when she torched alive the two guys. Yeah, that wasn't exactly like, oh, Miss Great. And, you know, I'm not, and this is not a judgment from my end on Liz's character and her goodness or not. I mean, that's, this well, I'm is happy a, to make them. Okay. But, yes. Uh, but, Wrestler is, for him to make that statement, I think a couple times now, he is definitely looking through, he, he's got a very selective memory on that one. Because, mm-hmm. clearly, she's capable of doing so. Well. Remember too that Liz knows where the body is buried. So, mm-hmm. uh, wrestler rose tinted glasses also have a slight scent of uh, survival. Uh, or I, I happy mean, I, by uh, some part of my anatomy. I rather not dis- not describe. <laughs> I think it's being run by that. <laughs> it's you know I back in season two I thought he had a thing for her and I thought it was a one sided thing. And then as the seasons moved on, uh, basically once once Liz decided to, to marry Tom again, hmm. I I saw him take a step back from that. I saw uh, Diego's, you know, I, I don't know if it was a Diego choice in the acting or if it was a choice coming down from the Johns. Not sure how it happened, but I saw the step back. I I think it's back. <laughs> Regardless, I think Wrestler is uh, is interested from his end. I don't, I still don't really see it from Liz's. It's, I mean, and we said this last week that uh, it was. I hope for his sake, no. I mean, I knew what Red was doing when he was prodding him like that. He was provoking him, so uh, Wrestler would have, so um, Denver would have to to intervene if could put the uh, the. The tracker and the the microphone in his in his lapel, but yeah, I mean that was pretty obvious. He was he was um wrestler is not seeing things, and and even Cooper seems to be. It's like, uh, and I'm getting this thing with you know Katarina Rostova that what she could make anybody believe anything. I mean, come on, Dembe, that crying thing, and I'm like, that looks like really bad acting until I realize, oh no. She's acting, bad acting, in order to get Dembe to feel bad, and then she can just, and she did. Yeah, that was Liz's bad acting, not Megan's. It was Megan's excellent acting. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really, um, and I mean, this obsession with mother to me is, this is a a little girl who was abandoned, and I'm not talking when she was four. I mean, she had to. She has to have some horrendous trauma of abandonment. That's what I'm thinking. That she was just left in some orphanage or something. And yeah. So, um, definitely, wrestler is going down a very dangerous slope. I don't. I'm fully not expecting him to survive. I hope he does, but 
I've got someone else that I'm worried about their survival potential. We'll Who's get that? into it. Dimbe. I don't think yeah. Dimbe survived this one. It just, it's, do we want to jump into Dimbe real fast? Yeah, I mean, let's go into Dimbe. You think that, that Liz will kill him? Oh, I, I don't know if it'll be Liz. I hope not. That's going to be brutal and there will be massive sobbing on my end if that's the case. No, it's just we've, through season seven, we had so, he had such a crisis of conscience and of faith in the, you know, this is, this is what I've done for Raymond, and this is why I've stuck with him so long, and I have been doing this good thing. I'm not sure we're doing the good thing anymore, and struggling with that and what that means for their relationship. But regardless, you could see in him that he was struggling to do good. Like, he he is a man of faith. He's a man of strong conviction. Uh, conviction. And he is trying desperately to hold on to that in the chaos that they live in and the darkness that they live in. And then, especially in this episode, you had both Wrestler and Liz talking about how you can't possibly be okay with this. He you let know, her go. That, I mean, that's that very simple. He could have shot the tires and stopped her. He let her go. Oh, he you stopped mean, there. Yeah. Liz. Yeah, but I'm just saying in general, you had both wrestler and Liz separately questioning him as a good man, as the man we know him to be, as his character's been painted for eight seasons. Yeah. They're questioning that now, and I just can't shake this idea that something's going to happen, and I, you know, he's going to sacrifice himself to make, you know, to to be that good man. The, it's, he's on this little mini redemption arc in which he's going to he's gonna hit the end. Um, and I could see I think that, that. So I think that you're right. I so think that might really lose Dembe and, and Wrestler. I, I don't think that Wrestler will survive this. Um, it just seems that he's just spinning and if yeah, they give them one happy moment, him. like like a romantic happy moment that is not Liz, you know he's doomed. Well, it's always dangerous when they start focusing in on one character that's not Red or Liz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always, the, the joke was always when Tom got like this really Tom-centered episode, uh-oh, what's about to happen? <laughs> how badly yeah. is he going to be bleeding? <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about Wrestler right now. It's like, oh, oh just keep him safe, protect him. Warm blanket, mm-hmm. protect him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it just not, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't smell like longevity to me. That's how I feel about Zimbe. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm worried. I mean, and I know that early on they talked about killing Zimbe, and James vouched for, uh, for Sham and begged them to keep him on, and they chose to. Um, it doesn't mean that like he was always gonna die or something like that. I just I feel like his character, and especially now, like it would have been a hard hit in season one for him to lose Dembe as well. But now it's it takes what it was in season one and just amplified it to the oh yeah so much. It would be very it would be brutal. Yeah. Um, 
so what do you thought about Cooper? Uh, I mean, is Cooper just like <laughs> today was like blame red? Well, it was it was very interesting because last week he was manhunt. We have no choice. We're going on a manhunt. And then turn around in this episode and, well, how are we going to do all of this without, you know, sticking keen with the uh, w- with uh, kidnapping charges? And Cooper's like, yeah, that's the plan is to keep those off of her. And I'm just like, wait, <laughs> weren't you going to do a manhunt after her? Like, didn't you say last week that your hands were tied, basically, that this was the job? Well, um, it seems it like everybody, it, it, and and this is this is this is consistent, and and not just, and I'm not saying there's anything with the writing because I see the audience doing the same thing, so I know this is probably just me being odd. The first thing I would ask to myself is, why? Let's say I'm convinced this blonde cat is not Katerina, even though she might be a Katerina. Um, why hasn't she come forward? What is dumb guarding that is so important even to like to Liz? And why is Red doing this? You know, Liz wants answer and everybody's asking as if having answers is a given. But you saw a man who's willing to give his life for Liz and thought even then he won't give her certain answers so the normal question would be why doesn't he because it could have been certain things that was about shame or whatever but now we're going way past this and red is still not given those so I i think in part especially from cooper's point of view cooper has watched this young and he he said something to this extent last week i think it was he said that he watched her come in as, I mean, and while we can debate on if she was innocent or not, I mean, you and I obviously think that was a mask. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, from his point of view, because he didn't know her yet, I mean, he, he we have a much broader, deeper view than he, he as a character is able to have. Mm-hmm. So from his point of view, she did come in as an innocent. She, he has no idea of that she was throwing coffee mugs at her husband's face, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's watched her over the years, taken her under his wing, and has watched her systematically lose everything important to her because of Raymond Reddington and beg and plead for answers and demand and work for them and lose pieces of herself trying to find those answers. And from his point of view, Red is the culprit there. I think even though though Cooper works in the grave very well, he's an intelligence man, he understands what it takes, I still think, (coughs) excuse me, I still think to an extent you have a man that sees criminal and and federal agent. And this federal agent has been caught in the, the crosshairs and has been, you know, taking these hard hits because of the criminal. Yeah, I, from, I can see from that. From Cooper's point of view. Yeah, I can see that. Um. 
But I also think that there is, um, you know, in a way, um, this is definitely the audience, and, and we're all desperate for answers. I mean, I, I don't think that we're at any point of kidnapping anybody and torturing, but give us a couple off seasons, and, I'm, you know, there's some people that I would have vouched for. <laughs> <laughs> Quite honestly. <laughs> Let's not show up to anybody's house. I'm sorry. I need the answer to the blacklist. Yeah. <laughs> I understand it, your, it, your it, it just seems list. like that they're being very selective because I mean what I, I was I did a little like mini rewatch of some scenes and, and especially the bones thing and when Liz was going all crazy about the answers. And at some point, he stopped being about Tom dying. Tom dying was excused for asking questions. And it, it felt to me that she is, these questions have become more important than anything else, more important than her daughter, than her loyalty. Liz has no concept of loyalty and never had had. I think to a degree with Liz I think that she trying to think how to put this she she's had these questions her entire life she talks about making up that her mother was a ballerina traveling the world but she was going to come back for her. Mm-hmm. that you know just various things that she's talked about over the years these you know, and these ideas that she's had, and she was very distant from all of, you know, I mean, like, she never knew her mother, she had no memories of her until very recently, Mm -hmm. it's only been very recently she even had memories of her mother. Um, And suddenly is the most important thing on earth. Yeah, it's, it's what you don't have, and so I think to a degree especially as she's been losing things as she's made these choices I think she hyper focuses very badly she hyper focused on her job Tom and Liz used to fight about it all the time which was an irony because Tom hyper focuses on his job too Um, (laughs) but she hyper focused on her job to the detriment of her family she hyper-focuses on answers to the detriment of her family. We said back in season five that even if, and I don't remember if you agreed or disagreed, I feel like you actually agreed with Tom's, you know, choice not to tell Liz about the bones. I said I understood it. Yes, but I, I, I was, I, I think that I would have had as well, uh, not, not done so. Yeah, but um, I think it was Kate's plan all, all the time for him not to. But... These decisions that she's made to choose the job and and these these things that can't be pinned down. They're, you know, they're not physical people right there. It's the idea of her mother, the idea of her father, this job that she's working with, um, these answers that she's been running after. You know, for years, these aren't things that when she has something right in front of her, like Agnes or Tom or even Red or her task force that's 
I agree with wrestler. They are her family. They mm-hmm. treat her like family. They have been willing to throw their careers away multiple times for her. And but these things that are out in the, the ether there that she's I think it's easier for her to chase those things down because if she had to look at the things right in front of her, that would require her to make that emotional connection there. Mm. Um, and I, even with Tom, I mean, and you know how I feel about those two, but there were a lot of times where she, you know, he would try to get into a serious conversation, you know, even, you know, let's get married and eh, let's have sex. Let's, let's, let's push these hard questions, these hard things aside that would make real progress. And let's, let's, mm. you know, let's talk this. about the answers I want. Yeah. And part of that goes back to the narcissistic uh, personality that she has. And I think also it just goes back to issues connecting with people mm-hmm. that she, you know, they seem to care a lot more about her than she does about them. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily true, but that's certainly how it looks in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Well, it's obvious that Liz doesn't give two hoots about Agnes. That's, I think I, I that's don't, pretty normal. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, but when there's something there to focus on, she goes directly yeah. to it. I think she didn't give two hoots about her. She never would have bothered to go get her from Scotty. Uh, I think getting her from Scotty was a way of not thinking about the other things. Possibly. Yeah. I I think that Liz has a a real connection problem and and we've remarked on that. Um, And and now, I mean, that that anger that she had is very similar to when Red killed Sam. There were answers and you prevented me from having them. Oh, yeah, I definitely think that her anger over Blonde Cat's death is 100% about answers and not uh, not about the fact that she thinks she's her mother. Let me ask you another question. Do you think Red let Dom die? Let Dom die, I'm sorry. Oh, Dom. Uh, Yes. I don't think so. I think he was... I mean, because... The doctor it's is like, like, I need more more equipment. I need other doctors. I Yeah, but and I mean... Is, and Red is like, the, yeah, you've done all you can do. Yeah, but in the amount of time that it took between the statement from the doctor and, and Dom's mm-hmm. death, there wouldn't have been enough time to do that. It may have just been something he, he'd seen enough of. I mean, obviously not stroke patient, but, you know, that that he saw it coming, that he knew what was happening. I mean, that doctor knows who he is. He's going to try to do everything he can so that his life's not on the line. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I I think he just saw it coming. I don't think he, I don't think it was a Sam situation. I don't think he let him die. I think he had, I I think that Dom was the closest thing to family that he had. Yeah, as you said, it was it was difficult, but you know, over the years, that's what I got. Yeah. Um, I think we have to talk about um, Dom and Blanca. 
that was, oh my gosh, that was such an amazing set of scenes with the way they switched back and forth between Lottie and, and uh, Lila, is that her name? Yeah, Lila, Lila, Lila. Lila. Robbins. Yeah. Uh, oh gosh, she's so good, so, so good. <laughs> Now, you think that that, that is, uh, I mean, it was very, it was, as you said before, we started recording, I don't remember if you said it afterwards, but you were saying how they managed to, well, seemingly, what, apparently, Telling us that she is the same woman, make it very clear she's not. It was yes. very well done. It was exceptional. I don't know who the director was on this, but it was this exceptional uh, directing on it. Watkins. And so, um, well, hats off. It was the the way it was shot, the way it was edited, the whole shebang was phenomenal. And so, I mean, it just. It lined it up so that we got answers without getting answers. Yeah, the, we get answers that would be that will fall into place later. Yeah. But it, it was very obvious. I mean, you see that love of Dom for Katerina and that despise of yeah. Blonde Cat. It was you just, know that woman and. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you see it. But when they're separate, it's like, yeah, I see it. But when you put it side by side, you see just how differently his reactions are. Because we haven't had a reason to see him react to Lottie's cat in current day. Because mm -hmm. she hasn't been there. And so... It was, I gotta say, Ron, uh, Ron Reigns really uh, did a very good job there. Oh, yeah. Very good job. So yeah. that, I mean, it, it was so clear that, now, let me ask you, do you think that those, that conversation or some of that conversation when we were seeing Katerina, was that a memory? I think that would have been tough for, for Lila's cat to be able to replicate. But I think from what I understand about stuff like that with those sort of hallucinations, I mean, you get that with, you know, uh, um, dementia patients where mm -hmm. they get lost in memories. And you can have conversations with them, but they think they're back in, you know, mm -hmm. 1980. Mm -hmm. And even though they're looking at you and they see you, but they, they're, you know, talking to you like you're, you know, five years old. And I think it was a little bit of a mix. I, because he, he made the comment to her, she said, I'm in trouble, I'm, you know, and he said, we can handle the cabal. Like, mm -hmm. that was, his brain went immediately to the cabal. Mm -hmm. So know, it seems he, like he was placing the yeah. memory, and that has to be, because he's talking about Townsend making a directive, if those are memories, then there has to be, at least in mid-1995. And that makes it very interesting Now, to me. I have a question for you. Um, the fact that in this super hazy state that he was in, with the hallucinations and such, that he reverted back to Russian. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think that I've always thought that he is of a Russian descent. I've just never thought that he was really KGB. Um, 
it's interesting that she mentioned that he meant he was talking about Lena. I found very interesting. If there is anything else that should tell us is that blonde cat referred to Lena as his wife, not my mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that. No, but but the comment about Lena, I agree with you that that was very telling. Now she's Lena Volkova was his wife. Is it his name is Volkov then? Maybe. Or was that her or was that her maiden name? Could be. Very. Um, I, I mean, it, there was a lot of information, and I have a feeling that this is one that as as we go on, we're going to find more and more things. Oh, definitely. But that yeah. memory was was you know if if. He's talking about Lena bringing his tea. He's talking Russian. Um, what are your thoughts on the Russian? Because Katerina I, grew up in the United States. There's no ways around that. It doesn't mean that they weren't, you know, a sleeper agent family or something like that. They could have been over here. But they wouldn't have been speaking Russian then. No. They never did. I don't know. Um, I, I think that that's. I, I well, you know my my theory is that the original Leander is in reality Lena, and just like the deer hunter, that it was the wife who took the the name of the husband and the and the mo. I think this was sort of the same thing that Dom took the name of Leander. Be interesting. My gosh, Agnes would just have no. Oh, no she has no hope. She's going to be lying and manipulating people. Um, you know, that kid better start going to a special school for spies or something, or she will just be, I don't know, she'll be running the school. She'll probably have the principal kidnapped and, and replaced with a, with a, I don't know, but it's not, like, it's not like good. So she'll walk into St. Regis and be like, I run this joint. <laughs> Get out, <Yeah>. Gina. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, the whole thing is is uh, but those scenes. Let me ask you: Do you think that uh, blonde cat knew Dom from a long time before? Oh yeah, I, I got yeah, a I feeling so. that she grew up with Dom. Yeah, I I get the feeling that they knew each other absolutely. But I mean, now to be fair, he tried to have her killed. But yes, I got the impression there was a reason that she was so angry. I mean, that it's not the personal. It's oh yeah, definitely. It's you know, it's it's bad enough when someone tries to kill you. I mean, like yeah, that's, that's that already. Yeah. But a lot of people have tried to kill her. She's not going after them with the same sort of vengeance that she does Dom. So I got the impression that 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 was she had a personal connection to him. Either he was a handler or. You know, maybe a childhood, you know, maybe she grew up around him. I don't know. But I do. Do you think he's the man who ordered her to sleep with uh, with an American soldier? Possibly. Or maybe her father and. Don't work together. Yeah. It's very weird. It's like I can't I can't really get the whole. But there is something about about this. This whole woman inhabiting that name, Katerina Rostova, that is still fascinating to me. 
So, what else do we have to discuss? Oh, gosh. Um, let's see, but although I have it here. Oh, there was a very interesting line uh, when Dom thought he was talking to his daughter. Uh huh. And he says, uh, says that that he can help her, but what uh, he says, what you're planning, it breaks my heart. That was such a bizarre and interesting line. It's, I wonder if maybe along with maybe the real Katarina orchestrated setting blonde cat up. I don't know. That's I, she did something. Could be. I haven't no, thought about it. No. Um, yeah. That thought had gone, but well, as I, I think, think about it, it is, now, it, I don't it think also that was maybe that she was lost because we tended to think that that it was when Katerina in 1991 when she's framed Reddington and she disappeared and was she was never seen again. But as we have learned more and more things, that doesn't seem to be the case. Katerina, I mean, Dom was out there in the field in 1995 and or after 1995 setting up uh, Blancat. Ilya was in the field and... It's a, and the rules that, that Dom blames Red for and the charade, I always thought the charade was something back then, but now I'm thinking that charade had to do with the bones. It was a fake death for Katerina. And when that backfired, then he started getting worried that they were going to find Masha and they were going to to uh, to do that. So if, if we put that all that and realize this is, all happening in 1994-95 with the advent of, Co of, of CODIS that created the possibility of having just a bone, a bunch of a body, putting the body as the idea of somebody and voila, you get a death, a confirmed death that otherwise couldn't have been done. If that is the ruse, then that, when in that failed, that plan of hers may have been to disappear completely and never be able to see them again. Well, um, Dom says at the end, he says, you know, you told me I'd never be able to see her again. I held her hand. I was able to say goodbye. Mm. And so, I mean, everything Dom said to me was like a screaming, <laughs> flashing neon light saying this was not his daughter. Mm -mm. There's no way. That, that woman... Instead of Katerina, you are here, you're back. Um, and, and it's the, the interesting thing with all of, of this situation with, and, and that conversation was fascinating the way they did it. Um, but one thing to me was very clear. The person who stole the archive is Katerina because Dom said it, you did. Why are you asking me? You did. And it also became very clear that Blancat didn't know that. And she's so confused. Like, why you think it's me and meaning Katerina? So I think that we're, we're getting, we're being confused on purpose by as they're telling us, Dom said, I told her everything. 
And I think that when he means everything, it is, you took it, but he has it, and so do you. We both have it. How is that possible? And that's when he says Reddington. I think that Blancat jumped the gun like Liz does and didn't ask the right questions because that is the most fascinating thing. It's something that Katerina took, but Red has it and so has Katerina. So whatever Katerina is, you can believe my theory or not, but I mean, most it should be pretty obvious now that Blancat is not Katerina. That Red has it and Katerina has it. It means it's either in two places or it's in two pieces. Yeah. Mm. I can't believe we have to wait till January. Um, I'm... <laughs> I mean, I'm thrilled we got these episodes. Like, you got me excited, folks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like... Are you kidding me? And and especially this episode, which was like, it seemed like you were saying so much, but so much of it is cryptic. Yeah, there's going to be so much of it. I mean, after the show's finished, I'm, I mean, I did a rewatch mm-hmm. this past summer. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think. you did. Uh, <laughs> what day is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's 2020. Nobody knows what day it is. Time is an illusion. Um, but, um, and I, I think that the next big one I'll do is after the show itself is completely done. Mm-hmm. And my guess is once we have those final answers. You'll be like, oh, look, it's there. And even the things that we think we know now, I think that they're going to have so much more depth. We'll be able to go back to seasons one and two and see so much more depth on things that we we had no idea they were connected in certain ways. Yeah. Well, that that is definitely uh, true. The other thing that is that I do want to talk about, and it's I I mean a lot of the assumptions that I had made were that Catherine that Blonde Cat had to be working with Townsend because. How is this guy going to pay a bounty when they don't even produce a body? Uh, But apparently they did. So she's not, she doesn't seem to be working with Townsend. But we did find out what Townsend wants, the identity of N13. So that got me thinking, why does he want that? And it seems like he's a very powerful guy. I mean... He's the Western representative of, of the Townsend organization. Well, I mean, the guy that Red killed was not Townsend. No, it's the Western representative of the Townsend organization. So that's a big organization. Yeah, kind of like the Cabal. And, you know, they made a comment. A, I think it was Solomon that made the comment seasons ago. That they do not call the cabal, like the people that work for the cabal, don't call it the cabal. They have a different name for it. And so that makes me curious if maybe it's interwoven in there, which makes sense. I mean, it'd bring it all together. Uh, He could be the Bond faction that we only heard um, Peter and Solomon talking about. 
Yeah, I mean, so I, I do think Bond's going to come back into play very soon. Mm-hmm. And then when he's he's interested in N13, uh, Townsend is also interested in killing Katerina, but he wants the identity of N13. Um, he seems to be somewhat a Russian sympathizer because most of the people that were in the in the bounty, the bounty hunters, were all Russian mafia that we know of. But Townsend isn't exactly, that's more of a British sounding name. Yeah, unless it's just a pseudonym. It could be, yeah. Definitely. But the fact that, that he knows about Masha, that Dom is worried that they're going to find Masha, nobody knew Masha existed. So the only person who knew Masha existed was the person who went to the fire, the person who took her, the person who was there that night. So there was an interesting comment that I didn't catch the second round through. Um, I think it was when Red was talking with the task force. And, oh, no, it wasn't the task force. It was... Is he talking to? But they said that he need to to let Liz go, and he says, if I let her go, she'll warn Grindel's mother. Mm-hmm. Beowulf reference. This isn't mm-hmm. the first time we've had a Beowulf reference. No, it? we've had a few. Yeah, we said, uh, you know, uh, we, uh, he has been reading Grand, uh, Beowulf to Dom, and he says we're up to to uh, Grendel's mother, and he says that was a woman to be reckoned with, and compare her to. Um, to Blanc Cat. Yeah, that's that caught my attention. I, it's it's been so long since I've read Beowulf, but I remember back in college, it was one of my favorites. I loved that story. Makes me want to go dig it up. I just unpacked all my books, go find it, and <laughs> read through it. <laughs> I have all my old anthologies. So. Yeah, it's it's uh it was a very very complex episode, um and now let's talk about that conversation between Red and and Blancat. The one at the end. Yeah. That had packed a lot of stuff. Because she says, "What if I just don't tell anybody anything?" Hey, did she really think that was gonna work? Well, I know that the things that she said once she started recording uh, or or calling Liz and, and hoping that it would be staying there in the in the answering machine definitely I don't trust them because she was saying it for some effect. I don't think that she believed Ray was gonna kill her. I think she believed, okay, now Liz will know that you know everything that I'm saying is true. It was for effect, but the things that they were saying to each other before were very, very interesting. Um, like it seems like she was still looking for N13. So I wonder who she's really working for because I don't believe that she's being hunted. People who are hunted, the first thing they do is change their faces. They don't go around living in Paris looking like themselves. There was an interesting comment that Red made to her there in that conversation. He said, I could have protected, and again, I don't have it verbatim. I could have protected one step ahead. Like like I've been doing was the key for me. He said, but being safe wasn't enough. 
you needed answers. Yes, very interesting. It was both in comparison to what we've been discussing about Liz and just in general. The mm -hmm. fact that she broke away to get answers to what? I mean, like, why, why does she need in 13? I thought that she was working for the Russians. I mean, that, that whole story, as we talked last week, that whole story she gave Liz make no sense whatsoever. Um, I mean, it has to be Liz to believe that stuff. So long as he has a lot of drama and, and and my poor mommy and and somebody that wants an answer. I need an answer. Give me an answer. It, it has to be the Russians. And, and I'm thinking that it, it, Townsend is somehow connected to it. And I just haven't found the... the I, I honestly be very busy, so I haven't had the time to actually just like move things around in my head because something is is i can see it in the in like thick fog i can see the figures i can see how they're there the answers are there i just haven't seen them i have to go around and start moving parts in my head and maybe they will make sense yeah i think there's going to be a lot of that for this and i mean it may be it may be for the better that we have several weeks off because we can go I, completely crazy. Well, that too. But I mean, just I I watched this this episode twice today. So mm -hmm. we're recording this on Saturday evening, and so I watched it this morning, and then I watched it this afternoon, and I still don't feel like I cracked in on mm -mm. a lot of stuff that was going on. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, plus and now we have a, a the most tantalizing thing. I mean, if I could define this episode in the things that we've learned, we've learned that Lena was actually married to Don and that Katerina did take the archive in 1990. I and definitely celebrated when that came up. I was like, I knew it. <laughs> and then that means that, Kat that little trip to Russia that Katerina did in 1990, you know, in 1991, or 1990, I think it was after the fire. Definitely, that's what she went there for to get the archive because it didn't make any sense. Like you're gonna go right into the mouth of a wolf who's looking for you. Yeah, if she went there, it was a reason for it. Um, only other thing that I really have um, goes back to Red and Dimbe, and it's more just a shake my head because. I swear, every time Dimbe says Red do such and such or don't do such and such, and Red does not heed his advice, it never turns out well for Reddington. Mm -mm. And so the the whole letter go, talking about Liz, uh, when mm -hmm. Liz went to go meet Wrestler, and it just, it blew up in his face. And now Liz is going to be hunting him down. That's going to be fun. Well, that was that was going to happen no matter what. He was going to kill once he realized that that she had learned the secret. She was a dead woman. I was going to say, in, in all honesty, I mean, I, I think he needed to. I, I think he made I think he made the right choice on that. I just. Well, is, I, there's something about 
And and I my guess is it goes back to he's still protecting Katarina. Yeah. And that's the reason he would never sit down and go, no, this is not your mother. Your mother is, you know, and like it would open up that can of worms because if he said, no, it's not. And she'd go, OK, well, where is why? she? Who is she? Yeah. And where is my mother? And I think, yeah. And so in, instead of leading her into that, which would have eventually led her to Katarina, I think, he just chose to say as little as humanly possible, but that sent us into the spiral of where we are now. Well, I think that if, if uh, you know, I think we are Liz. We're seeing the show from Liz's perspective. And most people are not inclined to step back and look at what, what, what Red has actually said. I find myself, having analyzed everything that Red has said, realizing that he'd actually said a lot of things. And uh, I'm more inclined to feel that the reasons he's not giving Liz answers is because Liz is dangerous. They needed to have Liz trust and confidence in order to tell her things because Liz is a loose cannon. She's And she has an obsession with truth and biological relatives that overshadows everything else. She just, she will throw anybody. I mean, right now she chose some answers about a woman who just told her was her mother. Basically, she told him, and Red said she's a fake over her own daughter, over the people that have been with her for seven years, over the over a man who's that she has sent to death row that have given up her life for her many times. There is something in Liz that is not not right. She's, I think that she's, if there is a psychopath in there, it's not red, it's her. So that's what I'm thinking. Our little Liz is a little psycho. <laughs> I mean, think about all this, this kids, this younger generation. Jennifer wasn't that good either. I mean, she knew exactly what she was doing and she was pulling the right move. And, you know, I was watching those episodes again when Jennifer um, was involved. Wow. I mean, Fiona Dourif really, really did a fantastic job. I told you. <laughs> I mean, you look at, I mean, you, you go back and you go and you look at them and I'm like, it's so obvious what she's doing. But only when you are willing to say she's not written all over the place. She's acting exactly as she should. But all the while she's got these wide eyes going, oh, is that what happened? <laughs> I'm just an innocent little bartender. Yeah. Um, what sack of clothes that suddenly knows people and people tend to forget with his characters is that there is a lot of history that we're not seeing. I mean, we have 10 missing years in, in Liz's life. 
And let's not talk about the 30 years that we know nothing about about uh, Blonde Cat. I mean, we have a few incidents in her life that some men were looking for her and she ran and then she tried to take care of this Patrick person. We know a few, but she's been well, gone she for was, 30 years. This Patrick person that she was willing just to give up to Red to kill. Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth me. Sorry. There's a juicy bargain a bounty on my head i can i can do with that yeah sorry patrick be real man <laughs> sorry i got your parents killed then you yeah. <laughs> hey but you managed to live a few years that should be good <laughs> in the blacklist world <laughs> that's uh you Get count every good. second <laughs> yeah all right, well, that's about all I... Oh, no, that's not no, all No, we do have a little thing. Ah, I can't believe, I cannot believe I almost bypassed that. I'm sorry, it's so dark outside that you would think it's midnight here. I swear, the West Coast is a weird place where the sun drops like a freaking rock in the sky. Um, never seen a sunset that fast. It's crazy. Um, okay. So, hat tip to Katarina's Redemption on Tumblr and uh, Moonstruck Swans. I think it's Moonstruck Swans. I, I always get her. Uh, well, somebody I think read it that, that uh, put yeah. that in. But I, I, okay, and if there's anybody else, then hat tip to Whoever them. Whoever because it wasn't me. Yeah, and it definitely wasn't me, because I wasn't looking that closely. Um, and I certainly wasn't expecting it. So, when uh, Red and Katarina, Blonde Cat, are having their discussion, they're at the end, next to the dead man. Discussion. You should have a discussion in the blacklist means somebody has a gun on you. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but she's sitting there, and between her and the dead man, who's just chilling there <laughs> there it's probably not the best way to set this up <laughs> but carved into the bench it says tom and then there's a heart and liz eight slash ten slash fourteen i it was a tiny little easter egg i did not see it hat tip to everybody that did because that's fantastic my biggest question right now, okay, Tom Hart's Liz. Yes, absolutely. That has not been in question in a very, very long time. But what on earth is that August 10th, 2014? Is it September, I'm sorry, uh, October 8th, 2014? If it's a date, it's probably one of those. Either way, if it's a date, Tom was locked up on the boat for both of those months, because he was there for four months and was there in November. He got released in November around their anniversary. Mm -hmm. So there was not a lot of love, <laughs> you know, being professed during that time. Um, so we, I, I am in a, a group chat over on Discord of Tom fans, and we have been analyzing the crap out of this thing, trying to figure out, because I don't think it's long enough for coordinates. Um, it, it just, who knows? Like the, the questions I have are what What are the eight, ten, fourteen, and why was it carved into that particular bench? Well, what was happening in in the problem with uh, fourteen is that we are. It, it was a very very um 
it's one of those years in the show that kind of straddles two seasons. So it begins, I mean, like 201 is already started in his and it's 2014. Um, and then we have when Red is it's in the factory that is 2015. There's a hiatus there, uh, which is when one of the the comic book happens. But we don't have. I mean, it's it could be when. Uh, in that time, it could be any of those. I mean, it's a it's a it's a not thing there. It could be just one of those little things they put in there because it's somebody's anniversary and they just decide to put a little something like they one had Z written in some place in you know, like a little plaque. But yeah, but it's the Tom Tom. Tom, Lund- yeah, that that like reference that. to Tom. It, we've seen a lot of it. You know, last time was. When they were, uh, when Liz was picking up the box and talking to Agnes about him. Well, she's mentioned him both last week and this week. Um, he's been referenced as Red being, being killed by Red, which is yeah. not exactly well, what no, happened. Well, it, no, it's more that Red is responsible for his death, which, yeah, I mean. In a way, but yeah, I mean, I don't, it wasn't intentional by any stretch. I don't think Red was like, "Hey, let's." I think yeah. he kind of gotten over his. Let's see if we can get him killed. Yeah. Run. <laughs> Tom was was not forthcoming, and honestly, I think that was Kaplan's plan was to get them all killed. But anyway, so that's uh, we're trying to figure out that code. They could just have put it there and said, hey, let's see if we can get the Keen Squared fans going crazy. (laughs) And hey, if you did, success. We've been going bonkers all day. (laughs) You got the Keenlers going last week. You got us going crazy this week. (laughs) Watch out, Lusingtons. They're coming for you in January. (laughs) Well, they're definitely getting the red arena. The loaves of bread got to have them all like dizzy. Because it's not (laughs) a bread. It's not a, a little clue, like a little crumble here and there to follow it's a loaf of bread here it is hit you on the head <laughs> and we say like guys you can't if you cannot resolve the the illogical things that happen in the theory it's a nice red herring that's like going up a, in one of those fun houses and you open a door and you're back in a wall that's exactly what happens. You gotta go back. You can go out that way. It's a door that leads nowhere. So, anyway, it's just it was a fascinating episode. The acting was terrific. Hats off to Ron Reigns. He really brought Ag- uh, Dom, you know, to a very nice, satisfactory ending. Yeah, I I was curious when when we lost. Um... Uh, Brian Den- Brian Dennehy, Dennehy, yeah. uh, Dennehy. Excuse me, it's like that doesn't sound right. Um, when we lost him and they recast him, I went, oh, Dom must have something big in season eight for them to not rearrange that. And now we know. Yeah. So. Well, do you think we're gonna see Lena? Because now she's coming into focus again, and yep. there was Katerine uh, and and Lotte was doing. Like so, I'm back and forth with uh, with the actress playing uh, Lena. 
Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. But yeah, I definitely think we'll probably see her. I mean, whenever they start mentioning someone, that's when they when they start bringing the focus back around. That's when you start looking. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing I've said since last season um, that Good they've started doing Tom. I mean, yeah. they keep it, it's this. Hey, I know this guy hasn't been around since halfway through season five. Don't forget about him. Don't forget about this person. Exactly. Well, we we won't know for sure till we get there, but I have my theories. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think that, the, oh, my God, they're doing the same repetition. It's like when they're repeating something so much, you get a look for why they're doing it. So we'll see. But it was a fascinating episode with yep. absolutely wonderful performances. Definitely. And so uh, we wish you guys a very happy and safe uh, Thanksgiving. If you celebrate that, that's coming up next week. And also the uh, Christmas and Hanukkah and any other. uh, uh, Thank God we don't even get to uh, St. Valentine's Day this time. (laughs) It could have been. (laughs) Um, But. Just a happy season, uh, safe season. Please stay well. Please stay safe uh, if you're traveling. And uh, you can catch us on Facebook, on Twitter, Tumblr, and Tessa's on Reddit. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And until next time. All right. We'll see you in January. Bye-bye. Bye.